Hello, my fellow Bitcoiners, meet the status credit card. Earn unlimited 2% cash back or Bitcoin rewards on every purchase with no annual fee, no foreign transaction fees, and no fees to buy Bitcoin at the market rate. This card comes with status money's premium benefits to help you manage your money, including a net worth and spending tracker, peer comparisons, and the option to video chat with a financial coach. Download the status money app or visit statusmoney.com slash card. Get the status credit card, go to statusmoney.com forward slash card. As the world moves increasingly towards the mainstream adoption of Bitcoin and other digital assets, Moon Mortgage will make it possible to materialize your assets in real estate. Through the collateralization of mortgages with Bitcoin and other digital assets, Moon Mortgage will be launching lending solutions to allow investors to easily leverage their assets to purchase investment in owner-occupied properties. Moon Mortgage's crypto mortgage will be launching soon for home buyers in Texas, Florida, and Colorado, and will be open to investors in most states across the U.S. for investment properties. Welcome to the future of mortgages. Visit moonmortgage.io today to register your interest and learn more. Moon Mortgage Residential is registered with the NMLS under number 235334. Good to see you all. And what an amazing movie you made, Max. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, thanks to all of you starring in it. It was a real pleasure. And for everybody who's in here and doesn't know what we're talking about, this is going to be a space about Madeira. So in a couple of months ago, we've been traveling to Madeira and met the president of this autonomous region to talk about Bitcoin and try to explain him what the possibilities are for such an autonomous region. And we just released yesterday the documentary about it, what happened, giving you guys a behind the scenes view about how the president reacted, what we tried to explain to him. It's online on the Bitcoin magazine's YouTube. And yeah, this space is going to be about what happened there, answering your questions. And yeah, clearing any, anything that you guys are interested in and yeah, excited to talk to all of you guys. Yeah. And if you, if you want to multitask while well, listening to www.primadera.com website, you can, you can see who's involved and get a brief overview of what we're trying to accomplish there. So yeah, could, could you bring that up as a link somehow? Yeah, Max, if you want to tweet that out, I'll, I'll make sure to include it in the nest. I know I just included in the nest the, the video, at least the trailer, and then the link underneath is the video to watch the free Madeira YouTube documentary that you put together. Yes, give me one second. I'm going to tweet it out. Yeah, so if you guys, we, we still have a couple of people joining, but if anybody already has some questions or maybe, yeah, just... Raise your hands, I guess, and we're going to start the space pretty soon. How's it going, Saul? Welcome up to the stage. Do you have any questions for Max or anyone else up on stage? Great. Just just joined in, you guys. How are you guys doing? Hope everything well. Maybe listening while the conversation, maybe if something comes up in mind, I will, I will, I will request my hand to so I can speak. Knut, why it's Foss, why don't you, why doesn't Knut just talk about what, what happened and what we're trying to do moving forward? And then, uh, 
perhaps I can jump in and give some, some background as well with, I don't know if Larry Lepard is going to join, but I could probably talk on behalf of Larry and a little bit on behalf of Jeff Booth and Max, you know, whatever, however you think it should go, but just start talking about what a successful trip it was. What a nice gentleman, the president of Madeira is and what a beautiful spot in the world it is. Yeah. So this whole thing started when the president decided to visit Andre Loja's co-working space in Madeira about a little less than a year ago, I guess. And he started talking about, you know, technological advancements and crypto and blockchain technology and such. And Andre, who's a Bitcoiner, he became a bit worried that the president was, you know, misinformed about these things. So, uh, he suggested to the president that he could, he could try to bring some coiners to Madeira to, to see what they could do there. Samson Mao was one of those that was suggested to the president, but Samson couldn't make it in time. He was short on time and uh, therefore the idea came up to bring the president to Bitcoin Miami instead. So, uh, so uh, Andre <laughs> managed to talk him into doing that. So, so they went over to Miami and I knew Andre a, a bit. Uh, from, from earlier, as Andre uh, what, translated my books to Portuguese, uh, Portuguese, they aren't done yet, but he's, that process is ongoing. But that's how I knew Andre. Andre introduced me to the president in Miami, and the president was also at Michael Saylor's house being orange-pilled for, for two hours straight during a now-famous breakfast at Saylor's house. And he was also at Saifedean's dinner and met a lot of, you know, prominent Bitcoiners and Bitcoin thinkers. And he had also, he also had sort of an entourage with some of the people in his cabinet were there as well. And they decided to do something. And he sort of gave Andre the, the mission to, to bring a group together and to come up with a plan for, for Bitcoin adoption in Madeira. So uh, Andre did just that. I, I visited Andre in May with Christian Ander, who is another person in the advisory board for the organization and we we went to the president's house during that trip as well and we decided to to bring all these people to to madeira in june so we went like 15 15 to 20 bitcoiners that hung out for a week andre took us on several adventures across the island some nice restaurants and some nice places to see and during the days we were think tanking and educating several institutions and, you know, parliamentary offices and international business center and the finance min ministry and the energy company and so on and so forth during, during the weekdays. So we talked to like every important person on the island and came up with a basic structure for the organization going forward. And since then we've been. We formed a, a governance board and an advisory board, and we've been having meetings with the governance board every week since, and with the advisory board or different parts of the advisory board every now and then, and taking this project forward. We had the, the first Bitcoin meetup in Madeira last month, and the, the next meetup has, I, I think the second meetup was just a week ago or something. So the thing is, moving forward slowly but surely and uh, Andre and and I have been contacted by a lot of people that wish to move to Madeira and are interested in pushing this thing forward because 
this this is a very grassroots organization. Of course, it could, there there isn't very much Bitcoin adoption in Madeira at the moment, but we're orange people filling people as we go. And it's also an effort to bring more tourists and stuff to Madeira. So that's where we are. Nico is on stage now as well. He's also part of the governance board for the organization. And Joe is also in the group and Greg and, and Max. So yeah, good to see we have so many listeners because this is, this is very cool for us because it, it feels like the time we spent there and the things we did are finally paying off. We announced the whole thing in during Bitcoin Amsterdam, and we've been talking about it officially on a few occasions since, but it's still a, it's still a small project. But uh, we think we're doing something good. Yeah, great. Yeah. So guys, uh, you know, thanks for listening and joining in. I just wanted to give my perspective on how it came together and what a pleasure it was to meet some Bitcoiners that I'd never met before. You know, special shout out to uh, Troy Cross and his experience in not only Bitcoin mining, but just in his whole uh, experience in, in promoting Bitcoin in his part of the Midwest, if I'm not mistaken. But the, the cool part of it was the receptiveness of, of the president. And that's what I like about, you know, people that you can tell can, can see the future and don't think they have all the answers. They, they, they want to listen intently. They want to understand about a technology. If their thesis is wrong, they'll change their mind. If the information tells them to change their mind, they'll, they're open to changing their mind. They're not stuck in, in a paradigm or in myopic about where the world is going to. And so just, I'll give my two cents on the, on the beauty of Madeira, but not only that, the history there. So the best way to describe Madeira is for anyone in North America, who's been to Hawaii. Um, it's basically like one of the Hawaiian islands, but it's in the Atlantic. So same sort of structure and a, a volcano coming out of the deep waters of the ocean, similar topography. I had actually say that Madeira's got much more draft elevation changes, crazy stat and idea of how the, how much the EU has spent on infrastructure there. Madeira has a population of 250,000 people, and it has close to 200 tunnels on the island, some of which are, you know, measured in kilometers. So it's an infrastructural beauty. Not sure that that money is, was the most spent, but that's what happens when you have government overreach and an EU that's trying to, you know, spend money on infrastructure. That being said, you can't get a better, you know, population with the, with the beauty of the infrastructures and bridges, roads, cable cars, it's just outrageous, but the people are just so welcoming. The history is just so apparent and a special shout out to my good friend, Andre Loja. Who's, you know, he, he had that work open space, workspace. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the proper word, but you know, he, sorry. Oh yeah. Coworker. Yeah. Coworking space. And the man is just, yeah. Coworking space. The man is just a Andre Loja is a visionary. So any Bitcoiners that are thinking of going, and I've spoken to, you know, a handful myself easily, uh, that want to go to Madeira, I, I encourage you to consider reaching out to Andre. There's special incentives to bring a business to Adira and you get a European passport, which is full, particularly to potentially some, somebody like myself in, in Canada, that's looking for another passport. All of these things add up to a opportunity to participate in an experiment that will succeed. Why will it succeed? Well, I saw Max Kaiser was in this group a little bit earlier. I'm not sure if he's still there, but having returned from El Salvador, that's 
much further down the road in terms of orange pilling an economy. You just see the top line growth at El Salvador, again, 10% top line growth on a $28 billion economy is 2.8 billion to the good guys in El Salvador, allowing them to get their deficits in order, attract tourists, attract new businesses, stop paying rent-seeking middlemen, remittance fees, or credit card fees, as the cases may be. So all of the same things apply to Madeira. Madeira, don't forget, though, is only a population of about a quarter of a million people, whereas El Salvador is 6 million. But people say, you know, it's small. Well, it's not small. It is actually a perfect test spot to adopt this new monetary policy and improve the livelihoods of the citizens. They have a captive energy grid. There's just a lot of things about why a Bitcoin ecosystem would survive beautifully in Madeira. Uh, they have an educated population. They are part of the union economically, strategically, commerce. So just wanted to say, you know, thanks to Andre Loja. Thanks to, to, to the group that I went with, Lab Music and Max, one and the same person. What a great job you did on the documentary, I think. And so it's stuff like this that, you know, you got all these guys who are paying for it with their, uh, with their own dime. And, you know, it's a great time to get to meet some of the, these Bitcoiners that I never otherwise never would have met in person as quickly. And so anything that, that the group can do, if you have questions, I encourage you to reach out. The world is your oyster in terms of this opportunity. You can start businesses very reasonably priced with the uh, favorable laws. Andre has a staff of, or not a staff, but he has a team, teammates of lawyers and people who are familiar with the system in Madeira to help out the adoption of, or, or help out the incorporation, if you will, of companies within Madeira. So. Any questions uh, for me, you can reach me off stage if you want, if you want to keep it behind the, you know, a little off, off stage or behind the meter. Very excited about what's going on in Madeira and most importantly, just how it will benefit that island and an economy. The blueprint is El Salvador. It applies everywhere, whether you're bigger or smaller, it applies everywhere. Over to you guys. Yeah, I, I'd just like to add to, to what Greg said there. I, I completely agree with the, the population being very friendly and like the quality of life in general on the island is just amazing. The food is amazing and the infrastructure is amazing and the people are amazing. So so if it's it's perfect for so-called digital nomads. So have a look at Madeira. There's, they have favorable taxes for, for companies as well. Yeah, with... In, in EU terms. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th there's that. Nico wants to say something. This is Nico Lamanen, the CEO of uh, Consensus Network, who's a part of the team too. Welcome up on stage, my friend. Thanks, Nuno. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Nico. I'm based in Madeira. Been here for about 17 months. And the, the great thing is, like, I, I came to Madeira on my own devices. I, none of this Bitcoin stuff was, was really happening. I mean, it was already digital nomad friendly place, which I have been for the past decade or so. And usually when I travel around and I, I stick around in one place or another for a year or so, I get itchy feet and I want to move on. But none of that happened here in Madeira. Like the opposite happened. Whenever I go out, I just want to come back. And it's, it's just great here for me. The weather is a big thing. Great place to raise, raise a family. Great place for remote work. Internet is perfect. Weather is perfect all the time. Well, I'm from Finland, so for me, it's like the best summer weather. 
all year round. Those were my reasons to come in. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Bitcoin stuff for me is just gravy. Like this, this is just very, very super tasty gravy. And I'm, I'm happy to answer anyone's questions about the life, day-to-day -day life, working in, in Madeira, raising family in, in Madeira. And to that end also, we just opened a public Telegram group, a free Madeira. So welcome to join there. I'll, I'll be there hanging out and answering questions as well. So yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, I, I could just say the same with living there is amazing, but I want to address something else. I want to steer the, the discussion a little bit into another direction, because I think a lot of people that, or there is a misconception about Madeira, especially in the beginning when the president announced on the stage in, in Miami that, yeah, Madeira is adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. So I think it's, it's important to kind of explain a little bit what Madeira really is, how it's interconnected with the European Union. So it's part of Portugal and it's, it's a so-called semi-autonomous region. Um, which means that Madeira is to some extent sovereign in its own. This means that there, there are, there's a degree of interdependence with Portugal and they have to follow Portugal's laws, but they have some, yeah, in German you would say Spielraum, in, in, in English it's probably, they have, have some leeway around this. So as Greg mentioned, they have lower, lower taxes than in Portugal themselves. They have some percentage which they can get off there, which kind of, this is like the, the, the state where Madeira is and what Stray Madeira is trying to do is to, to build this grassroots of, yeah, getting just the best way for Bitcoiners to make business there, to live there, to build communities and get like a circular, kind of a circular economy going. And this is what Free Madeira is trying to do. So maybe Knud or Nico, you can, you can tell what, what, what. What's really happening, I read that I haven't been in Madeira the last month, so I don't know how it is, but back then we started orange pilling the first cafes and stuff like that. But it's, although it's interconnected with the government, it's rather on the grassroots side of everything that's happening while having the, at the blessings of the government and having, having some help to steer it in the right direction. And yeah, just something I wanted to address because there are some restrictive factors so Madeira can't totally go El Salvador in a sense but I think what's happening there is even even like for me I just came from El Salvador I was in both countries and I think Madeira has a very very special place in this because as everybody said it is so fucking nice to live there and be like a digital nomad there and I'm a European myself and it's just easier to try it out to just fly to Madeira be there I don't know a week two two weeks with some bitcoiners and see how it really is to live within a bitcoin community or something so that's why I'm extremely extremely bullish about what's happening there yeah Knud you you raised your hands if you want to add something I guess Knud is out so I'll just jump in yeah that's that's a really good point that you brought out like people think that what the president said by, I don't he used the word adopting or something like that, that it would mean something like legal tender. That is certainly not the case. And, and that doesn't have to be the case. Like Bitcoin is legal. I mean, that's, that's good enough. And legal tender to begin with is kind of like, it's, it's not really, in my opinion, in line with Bitcoin ideology of freedom. Like people should be able to choose their money freely 
And that's, that's kind of like what we try to do here as well, just to show people that it's a better option to use a lot of interest whenever you go to a, a cafe or a, or a shop or any merchant and, and just talk about Bitcoin and show them how it works. And first of all, send them some. And almost all of the time, the people are very interested in that. The seed is planted. And all we have to do really is to show this alternative method. We don't need to coerce somebody to use it. We don't need to mandate a law that you have to accept this. This is going for everybody and, and also for nobody. I mean, if you choose, choose to use it, then it's up to you. And, and we're just here to support it. Joe and I have a pretty, it's Foss. Joe and I have a pretty cool story. We went to the other side of the island talking about Joe Nakamoto and Sophie. And I went to the other side of the island to try to rent some surfboards. And Joe, in his excellent way, Orange Pill, the surf shop owner. And wouldn't you know, the name of the surf shop is called Around Freedom. So, you know, it's just, you never know how these things come together, but it is a pretty cool sitting there and watching people like anywhere when you, when you download a lightning wallet and then deposit a payment for a surfboard in a lightning wallet, explain to them how it works. That's how adoption is happening. One person, one owner at a time. And don't forget it's fidelity, not anybody else, but fidelity that has a model for the valuation of Bitcoin based on Bitcoin adoption, comparing it to cell phone adoption and the internet adoption, where by the year 2030, you guys know where that price target is from fidelity. If you don't, I'll help you. It's a million bucks US according to fidelity. And then the, the numbers get truly staggering a decade later. These aren't my numbers, but yeah, they're talking about potential of a billion dollar Bitcoin per US, excuse me, US dollars, a billion per Bitcoin. Now, that's not why we're in it, people. You know that we're in it because of the ability to help people gain freedom and everything. But there's smart people everywhere in the world and they know that there's something wrong. They know that there's something wrong with an island that has a hundred and 80, I think it's close to 200, as I said, bridges and, and tunnels that are developed with money that otherwise, you know, in an efficient economy, we would not be built anywhere near to those types of exquis exquisiteness. It's not to say the Islanders don't take it as, you know, if someone's going to give it to you, you might as well take it, but it's just an example of over planning and using printed money to, uh, to develop an infrastructure where we know it will end badly. So go to Madeira. Talk to Andre Loha, understand what Knut is doing and Nico and Joe and all the young kids that are over there trying to impart wisdom. Some of the feedback was we sounded very American trying to educate. Well, fuck you guys. If you don't understand that trying to educate can be a good thing rather than imparting wisdom. If you want to open your minds and say, okay, we're willing to share our experience and trying to make the world a better place. So be it. Haters are going to hate. At the end of the day, Madeira is wide open for commerce. It's wide open for Bitcoin adoption. It's wide open for capitalism. It's wide open for the future. I encourage you to go there. I'm going to step down and let the other kids carry the uh, conversation here, or I won't step down, but I'll try and shut up. So over to you guys. The Bitcoin Magazine podcast is brought to you by CrowdHealth. With open enrollment upon us, what if you didn't have to pay healthcare premiums anymore? What if you can invest in Bitcoin instead? With CrowdHealth, you can choose your doctors, put aside money for your health expenses in your own account, and even hold a large part of it in Bitcoin. Pay one low monthly total to fund an account that is yours. If a large expense comes up, CrowdHealth will crowdfund the bill for you to pay quickly. 
Go to crowdhealthbtc.com and use code BTCMAG and experience freedom from health insurance by utilizing Bitcoin. Right now through the end of the year, you can get your first six months for just $99 per month. Don't get stuck in a bad insurance plan again. Instead, go to crowdhealthbtc.com and use code BTCMAG to sign up. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. Come celebrate Bitcoin winter in Miami at Bitcoin 2023. The largest Bitcoin conference in the world returns to Miami from May 18th to the 20th. Head on over to b.tc forward slash conference to get your tickets today. Use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off of your tickets before prices go up. If you're like me and want to gain a deeper understanding of what's going on within the Bitcoin market and broader macro environment, you need to subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Pro today. There's both a free and paid version of this daily newsletter where our market analysts break down what's going on in the markets so you don't have to. Subscribe today at BitcoinMagazinePro.com. I'll, I'll jump in. I love 26 minutes for Greg to drop the F-bomb at different places. That's pretty, pretty good. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to echo what everyone else has already said. If you can afford a trip or you can get the time off work, go check out Madeira. It's a wonderful island. I mean, I love Portuguese culture anyway, and I've been coming to Portugal for the past three years, and I'm speaking to you now from Lisbon. And it's only a, what, an hour and a half, two hour hop from Lisbon to get there, or you know, three to four hours from most of mainland Europe. And if this thing plays out the way we hope it will, and the way we're sort of forcing it to, then we could have a sort of European Bitcoiner-style community in paradise. Because literally this place looks like something between Jurassic Park, Hawaii, and also like a very well-developed sort of strong infrastructure island. It's, yeah, you, you've got to see it to believe it, really. I mean, driving around with Greg Foss, you know, his, his jaw was dropping at most of these infrastructure projects going, fucking hell, like how, how are they spending all this money on these tunnels, these bridges, and all these things? It's, it's really got to go there to see it. And then, yeah, if you're into hiking and all that sort of thing, there's lots of surfing, so I was very happy. And uh, yeah, the food is superb. You know, Portugal and Madeira live off the sea quite a bit, so the fish is really good. And yeah, you're not going to be able to spend your Bitcoin in a lot of places. It's really important to be clear about that. But that's because the opportunity is there if you want to try to talk people through how to accept Bitcoin, what are the benefits of accepting Bitcoin, and to really make it your own. And that's kind of what I love about the Madeira experiment, or this Madeira sort of Bitcoin adoption there, is that it's what you make of it. If you just want to go to Madeira and just have a good time, you can. But if you want to go there and really get stuck into the Bitcoin community, turn up for the meetups which are going on, talk to the boys that are living there full time, then you can. And yeah, I mean, I'm already looking at flights to go back out there in April. <laughs> I'd love to hang out with everyone. And yeah, just to see what Bitcoin is doing and see what the Bitcoin community is doing out there. Uh, I'll hand it over to someone else. I, I can see Princey's up here. Yeah, hey guys, how are you doing? Great, great to be here and, and thank you. Max for you know showing a documentary yesterday. I watched that live with some of the other plebs. I've obviously been part of the panels, the one in Amsterdam and another one in Prague for Liberty of Our Lifetime. When we started talking about this this project and, and discussing what had been going on, fun little factoid that, that people might not be completely aware of, this all started back in February when Andre had the president visit his co-working space. And Andre, being the committed pleb that he is, tried his best to orange pill, and then that ended up. I, 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 I told the story, Daniel. Okay. 
Okay, you did. Excellent. Did you tell them about the meeting at Sailor's Place before I repeat that? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I went through the whole thing. Stole my song now. All right, guys, you have a great night. Go to Madeira. <laughs> but you didn't, Prince, they didn't address, uh, Kareem didn't address what was initially happening when the president walked into the co-working space. You know, when, I mean, digital nomads is kind of synonymous for Web3 and shitcoins and that sort of thing now. And I think the president was interested yeah. in that. Did, did you hear about that side of things? I told him about that. The, the, the president was, was basically talking about shitcoins. And that's why Andre felt the need to, to, to talk the president into <laughs> to teach him a thing or two. Now, well, there you go. There's, there's the use case well, of shitcoins. Uh, helping towards it's the like, presidents. don't forget. Yeah, but it's like what Max Kaiser says and Stacy. they're always trying to protect the Ellie from the shitcoiners. And who was the guy that had his yacht parked right in the, or not parked, but booth, berth in the, in the port right below the presidential palace? It was uh, a cruise ship, even, I think. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was almost the size of a cruise ship. You guys, I, I, I'd recognize the name if you guys said it out loud. I can't think of it, who it is right now, but well, renowned shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A renowned shit coiner who's trying to move in on the, on the island, you know, and, and, and coin the president. But I see Helen Gray has her hand up. I, I want to introduce Helen as a good friend who made a, a keychain for me in Amsterdam and a personalized keychain. She has her hand up. Helen, if you have a question, go ahead. Yeah, I do. It's lovely to hear all of you again since since Madeira has been on my radar since the end of October when when you did that introduction of the films that you made about it. And it's just ticking so many boxes. And I have spent the past months researching it and poring over maps and looking at it. And I'd be really interested, please, in people who know more about it, to respond to this. You've mentioned how there has been just a, a waterfall of money, of infrastructure money coming into this underpopulated, mountainous, remote island in the middle of the Atlantic. I can see that there will be many financial links for the island in staying associated with the money spigot while the money still flows. What plans are there for Bitcoin to improve the autonomy of the island? So, for example, I've learned that, for example, energy is quite expensive. Fuel is very expensive on the island because they've got to ship it 700 miles to sea. But the island itself, with its topography, with its waterfalls, seems to be absolutely ripe for the kind of Bitcoin mining and energy generation that could really start bringing income in. And I wondered whether there are any projects looking at doing that. So great question. We did meet with the energy company over there and it's, it's a process, right? Helen, you know, they have a, a grid that is susceptible to baseload, variable baseload because of wind energy, you know, and yes, it's, it, it, it didn't fall on deaf ears, the ability to link into some of their natural resource energy and the, the potential to mine Bitcoin, but let's take it a step higher. The president is a wise man. He's running a, you know, effectively it's not a business, but you run a, an economy like a business. 
And he's very cognizant of the, uh, the desire not to uh, bite the hand of the, or bite the, how does it work? Something bite the, the hand of the, somebody that feeds you or whatever. At the end of the day, this is about a push-pull relationship. It's, he's, he understands the ability to attract tourism to his island. And that is a population, I'm going to use Jeff Booth's numbers here, you know, in the context of total global population, Bitcoiners, which for a number, let's say they, there are over a hundred million Bitcoin addresses and how many Bitcoiners does that represent? Well, let's just assume it represents a hundred million people, which it doesn't, but help me with the math here. In the context of 8 billion global population of, of people, hundred million is pretty small, but if you were to take that hundred million and examine it as a separate country, you know, you're quickly within the top 20 countries in the world. And if you can attract a population that represents a top 20 country in the world to come and visit your island of 250,000 people, that which, and tourism is their number one GDP source, that represents a huge influx of potential growth to the economy. So the president understands this. He, I believe, is in good hands with Andre, giving him guidance on the difference between uh, digital assets and, you know, Bitcoin and the other altcoins. It's never easy. Max Kaiser and Stacy will tell you that with their experience down in El Salvador. But at the end of the day, everybody's running a business and everybody understands that if you can start attracting interested uh, Bitcoiners, particularly if they're going to bring business opportunities to the states, excuse me, to the island. And, you know, with the digital nomad culture and the like, I think it's very positive. They are not adopting it as legal tender. I doubt they will in the short order. That's probably just a risk analysis thing. But you can see how the president thinks, having sat there with him at, at you know, a, a meeting as well as at dinner. He's a smart man. He understands how the, you know, the global economy works. He also understands that the EU is, is, right now the golden you know the golden shepherd in his in his community as well so never easy but open-minded and a smart businessman i'm certain he will figure out a way any anyone else want to comment yeah just to add a bit to the um, leading tenure thing you, you know, in the eu uh, adopt anything as legal tender okay. I think now it's better. Yeah, now it's better. Thanks. Okay, I'll hold the phone a bit closer to my mouth. So, so when you need to be able 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 to see what we can do hey yeah I, I can add uh, something there as well helen about the the mining specifically that you're asking about because it does seem like a perfect test bed we have had conversations with at least three people that i i'm aware of personally and remember troy cross is part of the free madeira organization and he's spoken closely with a firm 
that Joe knows more than most people, and that is Skilling Mining, who are based out of Ireland, who've shown very keen interest in running a pilot program there with biogas and the, uh, the bio waste would come from degrading crops on the islands that they have uh, lots of sugarcane and banana, which can easily be turned into biogas and mined for Bitcoin. We've also had discussions with representatives of CT who might be interested in coming and look at the island for tidal projects. And another company based out of Bulgaria run by a German person that Knut might want to talk more about. That was his conversation. Who's also shown interested in, you know, not only partnering with and, and backing part of the project, but also perhaps helping with educating the, the energy board there who we already have ties with, but you are, you are right. It, it's such a ripe area in Europe to start testing out initiatives around mining and showing the rest of Europe what is possible because there's such a huge amount of possible, you know, positive outcomes from this. Thank yeah, did you. We... That, was, that was really, really useful. I also think looking perhaps 10 years out and, and playing around with various scenarios with the what looks like increasing of fuel of individual carbon credits, Madeira is the tourism aspect of Madeira becomes slightly more vulnerable if the number of flights into it or the number of liners allowed into it is limited. So, so I, it's really good to hear that people are already thinking about about starting about generating businesses on the island to to increase self sufficiency. Well, you know, you sound very, very tinny. Can you get as close to the microphone as possible? It's very painful. Sorry. This is better. They are increasing the air routes to to Madeira, so they will be opportunities to fly from from the US and from Canada and uh, from Asia and from Africa and from South America to to Madeira. So that's that. I shouldn't talk so much. Has anyone mentioned? Rob is here as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe Rob will want to say a couple of words, also based on Madeira. Hey, Rob. can you hear me okay? Nick, Nico, can you hear me? Yep, perfect. Go ahead. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm super bullish on Madeira. It's so, so cool here. I can't tell you. In terms of, I came here last year. I was looking for somewhere where I could raise my kids in an environment in nature that was safe. The people are extremely, they love children. I've been tried looking everywhere to find this type of place for my family. And uh, I chose Madeira. I'm fortunate to know everyone who's spoken. What I'm bullish about is number one, the, the health environment. So I, I work in sort of health and meditation consciousness in that area. And the light here is incredible. The, the soil is incredible. The sea is amazing. So for the environment that you want to live in you can't beat this and it's in europe i yeah in, in terms of for my children i'm my wife is putting together a presentation for bringing a sort of community-based unschooling or self-directed learning community here she, she's having her first homeschooling meetup i think it's tomorrow and there are i think it's something like 12 families who are coming that she's connected with through the uh, playgrounds, but I know that there's loads more 
And the other thing I'm bullish about, apart from how everything I've said is the supercomputer, the brains that are coming in here is just phenomenal. I met I orange pulled a physicist who came into my house today. My barber, I pay I pay him in Bitcoin. I'm gonna orange pill the sushi place. The 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 people here, the, it's incredible how many you're attracting, you know, this supercomputer. And I, the, the analogy I like to use is when you have that guy, the one guy dancing in the field, and then there's two and there's three. And all I focus on with bringing the type of people that want to raise my children around is there's a few people and they're dancing and there's more and more people joining every day. And it's ridiculous. It's, how many people are, are interested in coming over and I'm meeting as many of them as I can every week. And so I just feel that it's going to compound to a point where it will be inevitable that Madeira becomes, you know, even if it's not legal tender for a long time, there'll be so many people here using Bitcoin that it, it's, it'll be undeniable for everyone to see. And that's the type of place that I want to live in. So we have the education, the unschooling, that my wife is going to be starting, that's great. And then all the other projects I can listen in on around the, all, all the mining of the bio waste and everything. So come to Madeira, it's the most amazing place and it's in Europe. So I'll stop talking. Yeah, and just a quick shameless plug. If you want to know more about Madeira, we just released a documentary. It's in the nest up there and also on Bitcoin Magazine YouTube channel. You can see how everything went. You can see how amazing the nature really is and just get a little bit more of a feeling than just us telling you. Yeah, they, they, it's kind of a video what happened, talking to the president, what the future might look like. So if you're interested, yeah, just watch it. It's probably gonna help in the decision of maybe moving there, maybe just going there for a week or so. But I can highly recommend going there and just checking it out yourselves as well. If anybody does want to go, make sure you incorporate that with the first Friday of every month because Nico, I'm sure you've already spoken about this, but there is a Bitcoin meetup every first Friday of every month. Nico, oh. do you want to talk about the first two? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So if, you, if you're going to come here, and my experience has been that it takes about two weeks to fall in love in, with Madeira and move here. That was the case with me and that has been the case for many fellow fellow Bitcoiners as well. So if you do want to come and check it out and you should, two weeks, I would recommend minimum and do make sure that it's the first two weeks or thereabouts, because that's when the meetup is. We're having it in the Andres co-work space. First one, we had a little bit over 30 people and the second one, maybe 25 or something like that. And great after party after that, you know, awesome, awesome poncha time and, and good philosophical discussions about Bitcoin. Those are the best times. And that's, that's like where, where we can, we can all uh, come together. And also, by the way, uh, there's this app called the orange pill app that you should also check out. I actually had uh, somebody message me, you know, before the meetup that, Hey dude, are you going to the meetup? And that's exactly what the, what the app is, is useful for. So when you come here, you can download the app and then you can just see who's around the island and then yeah, get together and have your own meetup or then come to the co-work and hang out with us, which you should do anyway, honestly. Ladies and gentlemen, greetings from Dubai. I would like to talk about tax issue in Madeira because Madeira is being under Portugal and people, person can easily get hit with around 43% 
on a relatively low income. So corporate tax advantages exist, but I wonder since they have Europe and rules ban adoption of any currency except for Euro, how can they overcome this? People can use Bitcoin for payments, but then they will get hit with the tax on capital gains. This can be huge. I wish we can come with some sort of work around it. This is not true. I, I talked about this before. I, I don't know if you heard me. Can you hear me now? Yes. There, there's, there's a bill on the table in the Portuguese parliament with a suggestion for a, a capital gains tax on assets or digital assets or whatever they call it. But it's it, it has not gone through yet. As of this moment, there are no capital gains taxes at all. So you are free to use it, at least peer to peer. That's great. And, we, and thank you for clarifying it, please. Yeah, and we're, we're working on, you know, modifying that bill to see Bitcoin better and maybe make it harder for shitcoiners. But for Bitcoiners, it looks like good times ahead still because the Portugal is in a situation where they want to attract all these new businesses and they can only do so if they keep the taxes you know, at zero or very low, but there's also pressure from the EU and from the left-wing parties in particular to, to impose taxes on, on capital gains taxes and so on and so forth. But they're trying to push the, kick the can down the road all the time to, to not make it happen. They can't really stop us. So that's the plan here. And one extra point there, Kano, is that yes, this was to be a point to be discussed in next year's budget. So, you know, there's a lot of time between now and then. And one of, one of the points, if I remember it correctly, they were discussing about it would be no capital gains tax on holdings for over a year. So all they're doing is incentivizing hodling, which is even better. It's classic. It's Bitcoin Trojan horse in any way that you look at it. It will, if people are there like flipping and trading and doing all of their silly stuff in and out of altcoins and shitcoins, that's good as well. You know, that's not the community that we want being attracted to the island. You, you want low time preference families that are going to come and build communities and add value to the existing citizenship there. Yeah. And on top of that, if you stay in the Bitcoin ecosystem and, and you stay away from the old banking system, then you don't have a problem with this because there's nothing to tax. You, you stay in Bitcoin, you deal in Bitcoin. And uh, you move to Bitcoin Nation, basically. Yeah, there's another point about the diaspora of, of Madeira. There, there's, a, there's a huge Madeiran descendant population in Venezuela, for instance. And a huge part of the Free Madeira organization is to make remittances there easier. And I, I wanted to make this point because I, I think it's important to Andre and important to the Madeirans themselves. They, they want to be able to send money to the relatives abroad and receive money back without any friction. So, so, so that case is, that thing is not only a, a problem in El Salvador, but it's a problem that can be solved for Madeira too, using Bitcoin. Anyway. Jerry, you've had your hand up for a minute. Go ahead. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was just to go back to the energy point. So I might, might cut off back then, but. It's awesome to celebrate the sort of big companies coming into Madeira or even Madeira's Ministry of Energy using Bitcoin to stabilize the grid or to incentivize renewable energy rollout. But while I was there, I was looking around and I was thinking, hang on, if you had a property here, 
you could effectively put your couple of solar panels on a on your roof and you could put a, a small wind you know a turbine you know hidden away because we not we all know they're quite ugly in your garden and you could effectively be self-sovereign with energy quite easily there i mean i've got some of my dad's friends have started doing this in north yorkshire where the sun rarely shines in the uk sorry where the sun rarely shines and the winds you know quite often blows in the evenings but they've managed to do it so i was looking at madeira and thinking wow this would be an amazing place to you know grow your own vegetables have your own bit of land and generate your own energy and be like a completely self-sovereign individual i mean that was one of the many daydreams i had while i was on madeira and then the other thing I wanted to mention was that you can buy a house with Bitcoin in Madeira. And one of Andre's businesses is to facilitate those, those payments or those, those transactions. And because yeah, it's, it's 0% capital gains. It's, I mean, it has all the right ingredients to be this amazing sort of Bitcoin Island in the Atlantic. And yeah, that was just my, my two little things. If you, if you are looking at buying a house in Madeira, then yeah, reach out to Andre Loja. I can't remember what his Twitter handle is actually, because someone helped me out there. It's his name at Andre Loja, L-O-J-A. Yeah, but well, let's not spam him too much. You can reach out to me or Nico or Daniel also if if you want more information about this. We're we're also deep into the organization and can take DMs and emails because the Andre is getting a bit overloaded. If you're Portuguese, you should talk to Andre. But if you're if you're a native English speaker, you should talk to one of us. Yeah, bother us because, you know, Andre is running like, what, five companies. So following up on that, are you guys able to outline any of the other economic incentives that, you know, the Free Madeira is is hoping to advance maybe that aren't in effect now or any that are currently in effect? There's a plan to install a couple of Bitcoin ATMs on the island. And as I said, the one... One of those ATMs will be located in the Caracas Center, which is where where the Venezuelan-related part of the Madeiran public has their thing, so so they can easily send remittances. Another thing is, is just the education part. It's a huge part of it, and we will be providing educational services to, to retailers and to whoever's on the island. There will be some consigliere services for companies coming in, so we can... We can help them set up and get that golden visa and, uh, you know, get connected with the International Business Center and the right lawyers and so on and so forth. So there's a, a bunch of stuff going on at the same time here. And this is the goal of the organization to be, you know, self-sustainable in providing these services to, to people who want to come. Hey, it's Foss. A shout out to Enza. Great question. I didn't realize where you're located in the world, but you add some really good stuff on Twitter and your financial background is quite impressive. So nice to meet you on. Uh... Thank you. Nice talking to you. I'm uh, currently in Dubai. There's some money there, I'm told. Good for you. Some shit yeah. coins too, unfortunately. <laughs> We're coming to the end. Hey, Max Mills, are you guys there? Yeah, I just cut out. Sorry. It cut out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my... cut out. My bad. Uh, yeah, we're just at the final end of the hour here. I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to add before we uh, close up here. Yeah, I, I just want to uh, re recapitulate, baby, and say, like, yeah, I think Madeira has a bright future, a bright orange future. And it was just amazing seeing all the brain power getting to Madeira and trying to make Madeira a better place, trying to steer the government away from shit coins, away from things which, yeah, might erode or, uh, yeah, go going into the right direction. And yeah, as I said before, 
if you want to see what really happened there during the time while the Bitcoin delegation was there, we have a documentary out trying to explain everything that happened, everything that's going to happen. And yeah, just wanted to thank everybody on the stage. Thank you for the awesome questions. And I don't know if anybody wants to add anything, but yeah. It's, it was a great film and I'll see anyone who's there on Friday, the 3rd of March. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> see you in Madeira. And don't forget to visit our website, freemadeira.com. You can read more about the project there. And we'll put the video there eventually as well. Yeah, and if you look in the nest, Free Madeira, it's the username is freemadeira.org. And it's up in the nest and you can follow that account as well. And join our public Telegram, Free Madeira on Telegram. We just open it up. So I'll be there answering your questions and let's hang out. Yep. Wait, wait till you'll see the Based in Madeira t-shirts that are coming. Those are spectacular. If, if we're chilling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a Based in Madeira podcast. Check those out, the first episodes, and there's awesome. going to be Thank more. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and yeah, like also maybe one thing, if anybody wants to help, can help, just reach, reach out to the people from Free Madeira. This is a project from the plebs for the plebs. So I would say any help is greatly appreciated. Any guidance, any critical questions, this is an experiment going into the right direction so let's let's make this happen together guys and, and one last thing max before we go just a dangle a carrot we we hope fingers crossed there will be a bitcoin commons based on madeira next year which will be very much like what is in texas and nashville already and it will be the first one of its kind in europe and that will be for businesses to come for plebs to come and co-work a studio for podcasting and all, all the things that's in the plans. Yeah, there are rumors going around about the conference too, but I wouldn't take them too seriously. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make sure to get your tickets for Bitcoin 2023 to continue conversations like this at b.tc forward slash conference. You can use the code Satoshi to get 10% off your tickets. We also had a great issue of the Orange Party issue, Bitcoin Magazine come out. You can use code BM Live to get 10% off that. Thanks everyone for joining us and hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. Come celebrate Bitcoin winter in Miami at Bitcoin 2023. The largest Bitcoin conference in the world returns to Miami from May 18th to the 20th. Head on over to b.tc forward slash conference to get your tickets today. Use promo code BMLive to get 10% off of your tickets before prices go up. Bitcoin is for everyone, lefties, righties, and rejectors of the false dichotomy alike. And that is why the newest Bitcoin Magazine print edition is called The Orange Party Issue. It features articles by President Naya Bukele, Jeff Deist, Beautyon, Natalie Smolensky, Eric Kaysen, Max Kaiser, and Jimmy Song. Get your copy at your local Barnes & Noble's bookstore or from the Bitcoin Magazine store at store.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code BMLive to get 10% off your annual subscription today. If you're like me and want to gain a deeper understanding of what's going on within the Bitcoin market and broader macro environment, you need to subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Pro today. There's both a free and paid version of this daily newsletter where our market analysts break down what's going on in the markets so you don't have to. Subscribe today at BitcoinMagazinePro.com.